the volume. It's the best gambling show ever presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has also a ton of ways to play. You got the spread, the money line, the over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. You can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and even try out same game parlay plus. So use promo code Monaco and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342, Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com, Kansas, 1-877-770. Stop Louisiana 18778 Hope New York or text Hope New York 467369 Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789-1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco chilling with Live Moods. Thursday night football, Chargers on the road against Ooh. the Chiefs. We're both AFC West born and raised. I'm fired up, Liv. How you feeling? Happy football. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, this is going to be an insane matchup. We saw it last season being very insane as well. Uh, each team. Got a dub last season against the other, and uh, one game I think went into overtime. And so you just know when you get a divisional matchup. That's something that was – I made a video like giving advice on betting the NFL, and one of the things that I said in the video was don't underestimate divisional matchups because even if you think there's a large discrepancy in talent or teams, for whatever reason, those divisional games – I mean, we saw it with the Steelers and the Bengals. I think a lot of people anticipated that to be a way different situation. So divisional games naturally are really fun, but when you have two teams that look as well as the Chargers and Chiefs did in week one, now going head-to-head, I mean – in my opinion, a power power rankings going into week two. I've got both the Chiefs and the Chargers in my top five. They looked really great. Um, so I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. And it's I'm excited, but um, it's a tough call here, Monaco. It really is because it could really pan out in a million different ways, but it'll be exciting. Wow. You have two divisional rivals in your top five. Broncos, girl, let's ride, given credit. I know credit is that's got to be hard to set. It is. I I threw up while I said it, but I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, 
it's you know you sometimes you just gotta like swallow the swallow it and just be like listen it is what it is the broncos did not look good on monday we all know that um there's still time obviously i think week two that's something before we start this episode that i think is worth noting like week two it's almost harder to bet than week one in my opinion because the amount of overreactions i mean I'm sure the public is going to hammer the Seahawks against the spread and, you know, doubt the Broncos to cover. And with this Chiefs Chargers team, are those two teams, are these two teams really as good as they were in week one? We don't know. It's been one game. So the overreactions make it really, really tough. And I don't want to overreact with these two teams. But yeah, they looked really stinking awesome in week one. So I think it'll be a great matchup regardless. Yeah, looking at the line here on FanDuel, Chargers getting four and a half on the road, plus 176 on the money line, over-unders at 53 and a half. Before we dive in, the money is on the Chiefs in a big way. 65% of the bets, 62% of the money on Kansas City to cover, and the public is hammering the over Well, rightfully so with these offenses, but let's get into it. Right. Four and a half, I mean, look, I want to, I'll defer to you because you love taking the points with the divisional dogs. You have a lot of rhyme to your reason, and it typically works out well for you. This one, though, is, is fickle because it's a short week. The Chiefs have, I believe it's seven of their last eight home openers. They've won, and they've covered six of seven of those. That's a trend, but it's a little scary. Most of those were under Patty. So how do you feel capping this with, the combo of the short week and then also two teams off a win, which we don't have a ton of for week two slate. Right. Yeah. I, I really think looking at these two teams on paper, Chargers to me have are more well-rounded. The Chargers to me have the defense. They have the offense. They're just really a well-managed squad that I think is capable of, of going all the way this year. I hate to say it, but I could see it. Um, the interesting thing about this Chiefs team is, yes, offensively, they looked insanely, insanely good in week one, but it's hard to know what that looks like because it was against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals right now are a very unknown team. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I think there's just a lot of question marks with this squad, and so we don't really know kind of how much weight to put on that week one win. You know, I mean, they offensively looked incredible. I think the Chiefs had the most touchdowns scored in week one. So it's hard not to look at that and be insanely impressed by their performance. But again, it's like, what kind of a Cardinals team is that? You know, is it really all that special that you had five touchdowns against a Cardinals team, like this version of the Cardinals team? So it's really hard to know. I love an underdog, especially a divisional underdog. We have seen how those play out. I do want to go with the chargers to cover here. And, and I'm, I'm like half, I like have my foot like over the line. I just haven't stepped down yet. Um, I've got to create a same game parlay for today. And so I could be persuaded. And I think I imagine you were on chargers plus four and a half. So if you say all the right things, Monaco, I am, I'm going to back it because I'm, I'm there, but it's, it's a little scary. It's a little frightening to me, but I'm like right there. I just need to be convinced. You should be terrified. This is like asking me I where we're going. Where are we going for dinner tonight? I'm not going to win here. I hate I, that question. I, I am, hate that question. I am a. I'm emotional about the pick. This is this is the X. This is the. I'm in. I'm out with them, and I'm back in with them. B. 
I'm Chalky Chalkerson most of the time. I'm over here trying to fade the public, trying to take the divisional dog with the points on the road. And I feel very good about it. I watched the whole Raiders Chargers game and the Chargers did do what they do, which is, you know, make it dramatic and not protect the huge lead because they were dominating. But, but the, we could talk on and on about Herbert and the offense, but I loved what I saw the defense live. This defense, uh, as far as rush D last year was beyond abysmal. They were giving up in the one seventies on the ground. Josh Jacobs, he did have a high yards per carry, but he didn't go for over 60 yards. That's a win there. And they forced three car interceptions. Car, car stat line was not good for all those weapons and all the buildup. And yes, DA had a good game, got in the end zone. But I, I looked at that Chargers D and they didn't have their number one cover corner and JC Jackson out there either. If they can do what they did in some capacity in week one in this game, and that's get a turnover too. Let's not forget, remember early last year when Mahomes was throwing interceptions left and right? This is September football. This is not midseason end of the, and we're looking at a similar scheduling. The Chargers went to Kansas City in the first week of October last year. They're coming in now. Look, for a Southern California team, you do not want to go to Arrowhead when it's Kansas City winter weather at all. So they're right. catching a huge break here by just playing a game in normal conditions as well because you got to lean favorites with Chiefs there. This Chargers team under Herbert live is three, excuse me, in their last four in Kansas City, two of those with Herbert, three zero and one against the spread in KC, and they split against the spread last year as well as the year before. This Chargers team went into Arrowhead and won last year, and Herbert threw for four touchdowns, no mistakes. And then you look back at the second time they danced, and again they're different teams, but just want to spend a second on it. That was a thirty-four twenty-eight. Overtime win where Kelsey had to go for almost 200 yards. I remember because I was going against him in fantasy week round, week one of the playoffs. They had to go ballistic to win that game. I'm yeah. looking at a Chargers defense that's better here. They play in September very well against the spread under Herbert. They've covered six of eight. Is this a classic overreaction? I'll throw it to you of the Chiefs look so good, but is it more about the Cardinals looking that bad? That's exactly what, yes, you, you took the words, but that's what I was trying to say earlier is it's like, what, what was that game really showing us? Was it showing us that this chief's offense is capable of winning the Super Bowl and maybe the best offense we've seen in the league so far, or are the Cardinals just going to absolutely crumble? Like that to me was kind of the, it's like, we don't know, which is why week two betting is so difficult because you look at that game and if you think, oh my gosh, that just showed how great the Chiefs are, you're hammering minus four and a half and you may lose money tonight. So it's like, it's one of those things week two can be very difficult. I'm here to tell you right now. I've heard what I've needed to hear. The first leg of my same game parlay is officially Chargers plus four and a half. I'm rocking with you. You already know I love underdogs. Like I, especially divisional underdogs. I might get it tatted on my body somewhere. Divisional underdogs. That is, that is what I love. It's, it's the best. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Chargers plus four and a half is the first leg of the parlay. But I have a question. Yeah. I have a leg that I'm, I'm looking at. And, and I'm a little nervous just because I know the public is so heavy on the over in this game. And we have seen how prime times the under has been 
a huge hit. I think it's three and zero so far. No, isn't it? Bills Rams went under. Broncos uh, Seahawks went under, and um, Cowboys Bucks went under. So yeah. we're seeing the under in prime time hit very very well. However, how on earth does this Chargers team not hit over twenty four and a half total points? I just can't see a world. I think if they want to cover plus four and a half, they have to hit over 24 and a half. Like that is kind of how I see this game unfolding. They've hit it. They, when they won outright, they had 30 points. When they lost last year, they had 24. So it's been right there and they had 24 last game. But I just think Herbert Mahomes, Herbert Mahomes. I think that's the whole game that we see. And I think, I think the Chargers hit that over 24 and a half points. I like it. But I'm I'm nervous because I see the way the public is betting that over, and it makes me want to throw up. I mean, well, we know they come in top five in scoring, top four in yards last year. I mean, they averaged twenty-seven point nine, so we're on the over there. I'm nervous. I'm terrified that this game ends twenty-eight twenty-four Kansas City. I and and we we win by the hook, but your your twenty-four and a half is right there. And then 53 and a half, which is the FanDuel over, over under people are sick over because it was 28-24. This game kind of screams that way. I, I mean, feel like I cannot take, like uh, the t- a total in this game to me is more stressful than a spread. And normally I'm the type to say, I'm going to go with a spread bet, or I'm sorry, a total bet because I don't know what I like with the spread. Like normally that's how I am. But right now, I this total thing is tough. I... <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that isn't, though, that we're, we're both on that I feel great about. There's one prop out there, a little bit of juice. It's Eckler to get in the end zone. I, I think it. that's a great leg that I you have it. on there. I, it's it's yes. one of my favorite props. And I, I think even parlaying Kelsey and Eckler to both get in is yes. it, it's Cupcake City. But who else is <laughs> Keenan Allen's out? I, and I don't know how that affa- that factors in your 24 and a half as well. That that moved the line actually a little bit because it was yes. it was hovering towards four and even three and a half for the beginning of the week. Keenan Allen's out, it jumps to four and a half. The Eckler touchdown, he's gotten in seven of his last eight. He didn't get in last week. He's got to get in, right? I I love it. I think this is a big game for Eckler. It's so funny because my brother loves to bet. And for whatever reason, he's really solid with like any time touchdown scores. Like he just, it's just his jam. And last season, I was like, why aren't you sharing these with me? Like, here you are doing backflips upstairs, and I'm sitting there waiting for mine to cash, and you're, like, <laughs> rubbing it in my face. Like, what? And so I sent him a screenshot of a, of a parlay that I put together last night, and it was Eckler over 39 and a half receiving yards, which, which I really love that play. And then it was Eckler to get it in the end zone. And my brother's like, I really love it, except they pretended he didn't exist last game, which I don't understand. And I said, well, Keenan Allen is not playing. And I love the fact that Keenan Allen is not playing for the sake of this bet. I think Eckler, I think in their last meeting between Kansas City and the Chargers, um, he, he, had, he caught six of six targets. So yeah. he looked really great. I think he had 52 yards receiving, which is why I really like that receiving prop for him. No. Last game, um, he had four targets. He had how many receiving yards did he have? 36, four receptions. So he went four for four. Um, he, I, I just think he's that guy tonight and he actually, I think scored a touchdown in both games last season against the chiefs. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think he did. I think he had one rushing one receiving in each game, but yeah, and, way, and he, and he got any gets targets. I mean, I'm staring at it. He's, he's gone against him six times with Herbert 
7.3 targets, 6.2 catches, 52.3 receiving yards. That's you got to yeah, love I'm, the over. I love, no a big, I love a big Eckler night tonight. I really do. I think I also looked at a little statistic from obviously, again, week one. It's only one week. So it's hard to look at like how many receiving yards they gave up. But whatever. Chief, the Chiefs last week gave up more receiving yards than rushing yards to the opposing running backs on the Cardinals wow. team. So I like Eckler to to stand out tonight, but I do lean receiving yards over rushing yards for him. I think he just is that guy tonight for Herbert. I think they connect a lot and I think he gets in the end zone tonight. And to your point, I actually posted another parlay and was like, what about this one? And I added Travis Kelsey in there anytime touchdown. Cause I think it's just, how do you not, how do you not? I mean, his last, his last game against him was 191 yards, multiple touchdowns. I mean, my goodness, you can't, you can't not take it. That's, that's how I feel. So I love, the, the, the Kelsey, I love the Eckler. We're both on Eckler tonight. I think Eckler gets that over on receiving yards. I think I'm staying away from the total. I think I have to because I really, totals really can sometimes make me feel a little nauseated. So I think I just got to go with, how's this parlay sound for you? Chargers plus four and a half. Eckler anytime touchdown. Eckler over on receiving yards. What if I leave it right there? I mean, Is leave it right there. You could, throw in, you could throw in Kelsey. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm parlaying Kelsey and Eckler to, to score a touchdown. I, I'm not a props guy. I sat there and watched Champions League Lewandowski against Bayern Munich not score two days ago. I'm sick about it. I, touchdown scores freak me out. Goal scoring freak me out. But if there's They're two hard. guys to get in, it's got to be these two men. I mean, their offense, the Chargers offense is going to be run through Eckler. It has to be tonight. I, yeah, I think your really receiving does. yards is a, a phenomenal call. I, I think we're all over that. How do you think? I'm, how do you feel about Justin Herbert's passing yards? I think it's at two seventy nine and a half, which I think I'm not even sure if he hit that last season. But doesn't he kind of need to hit? Like, doesn't he kind of have to go off tonight? I mean, two eighty one at Arrowhead last year. Two eighty one. That's Vegas is sick for that. Two seventy nine and a half. They are sick. <laughs> what do you have any any other things to talk out about the four and a half before we move on to a little fader fall? Because I'm I'm looking at Patty Mahomes numbers in seven games versus the Chargers, 16 touchdowns, 96.3 passer rating, five interceptions. It's a little nerve-wracking. I it's it sucks because it's a sh- we're trying to be sharp, but the short week, it's the first time we're watching two teams in a short week because Thursday night football week one is no such thing. So this is this is a short week with the best the best quarterbacks and coaches to, in the league at home. It's it's really hard to make a case for the charge. Yeah, I like the Chargers plus four and a half. I'm I've got my same game parlay plus nine seventy nine sitting right in front of me. It's gonna be it's gonna be that Charger. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna take away the over total point. So it's gonna be plus eight forty six Chargers plus four and a half. Kelsey anytime touchdown. Eckler anytime touchdown. And Eckler over 38, it has now moved 38 and a half receiving yards. So I think, I think I'm going to rock with that. Plus 846 in the Fandle Sports. That is tasty. I'm definitely tailing the live moods. Parlay, are you doing, are you doing live tonight before? Uh, I know we're going live if anyone wants to. We're going live. Yes. So we'll Um, talk about it then. We'll share it then. But we'll, I'm thinking this is the one we're going to lock in. I like it. All right. Let's get into a little fader follow here for, for week two picks, uh, a couple of these um, I'm talking about on tomorrow's pod. I'll go into them more in-depthly. Yeah. This is more about Liv letting me know whether she likes him or not. <laughs> I am 
I'm going back. I, I I was three and one on my on my Friday picks last week, and my one loss was the Panthers, and I am so upset about it that a rookie hit a 59 yarder on the road. So please don't tell me you're gonna try again. Oh, I'm gonna try again. Oh, I'm gonna try again. I am. I am in New York. Made in New York, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Monaco. I, you can go listen to the favorites to back this up. Simon said it, and I, it, it is correct. There were two plays. That's it for the Giants' offense: a Saquon breakaway run, a busted coverage for Shepard to catch a touchdown. Outside of that, Dayball's pulling his hair out, and he has no hair, screaming at Danny Dimes three quarters of that game. Ah. That was the most Giants game ever, and it was. Almost more about what the Titans were towards the end. The Giants were trolling at the beer pong table at halftime, Lib. So how do we can make improvements? Every team wants to get better week to week. But this Panthers team was there was only four teams that held pass that held quarterbacks under 200 yards last year, and the Panthers were one of them. So my question to you is if the Panthers slowed down Danny Dimes, we haven't seen Saquon. He was almost 60% of the offense on Sunday. If they shut down Danny Dimes, which I think they will, then this is all on Saquon. And then the other element is that the Panthers lost and Baker say what you will, but the man is 29 31 as a starter. And I went back and looked after Brown's losses. How did he bounce back six out of seven times last year? Liv, he bounced back and got a win. And the one time he danced against the the Giants on the road, 126 passer rating, 27 for 32. I liked what I saw with both of them, both teams coming back in the second half. I just cannot wrap my head around what the Giants did last year. This is like one of two teams that didn't win back-to-back games last year either. They it's can't, a new year. It's a new year. They, they, you going to back the Giants here? Are you seriously going to back the Giants? I am I am high on the G-Men this year. You know this. I, I have their over on win total. I have over seven and a half wins for the Giants. Okay? A win's a win. Baker Mayfield can't be trusted with my wallet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Did I really just go there and say that I potentially trust Danny Dimes with my money more than Baker Mayfield? Yes, I did. I, I mean, said that what is I said. sick. That is <laughs> well, sick. Then, then, then take me to the doctor because I am sick. <laughs> I cannot back Baker Mayfield. One man that, that has had the longest leash in the history of the NFL with starting quarterback, it's Daniel Jones. I mean, the guy would not be starting for 31 other teams. That's how bad I am down on Daniel Jones. I'm well, sorry. Listen, he, new year, new Danny Dimes, new Giants. I mean, just listen, I'm telling you. How many times have I just had that little gut feeling, Monica? And I've said I could see this happening with this team. I took the Giants over for a reason. There's something in my soul that says they are not done shocking people. That's all I'm going to say. The other fader follow. <laughs> before Monica's we get out like, of here. Move on. I'm on. <laughs> I'm on. And I actually feel really good about this. I'm a little nervous Bakhtiari doesn't go, but I think the Packers minus nine and a half, call it Sim City, whatever you want to call it. I think because in large part, the public and our producers from Chicago, shout out Matt, nine and a half, the public is on the Bears. I'm laughing all the way to the bank because this happened last year. I even convinced you Packers over Saints. We're still not over it a year later. 
They lost that for first week. They came back. They smoked the Lions by 18. They were three and one after a loss last year. This team is unbelievable at home. As a home favorite, they were the number one team in the NFL. They only didn't cover twice at home last year. And one of them was in the playoffs against the Niners. You look at all the trends. They've been six and oh and five and one ATS at Lambeau against the Bears. We know Rogers 22 and five record against them. We know he hasn't lost to them. Since 2018, and he hasn't lost at home against them since 2015. They're not losing this game. It's a matter of, do they blow them out? And then you look at last year, they beat them 45-30. They beat them by 10 in a 24-14 outing. They can beat them in a bunch of different ways. I I go back to the box score. I know it was a monsoon going on in Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields threw for like nine completions, eight completions. Uh, Literally... Outside of Dante Pettis catching that 50 yarder, I think David Montgomery led in receptions. I'm not even kidding. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't love that the public is loving the Bears. Loving them. Because does that feel like a slight overreaction, which we worry about in week two? Yes, it does. Is there also a little bit of an overreaction, maybe on the how poor the pa- the Packers looked in week one? Yes. This, to me, has overreaction written all over it from both sides. So, for a while, I really loved Bears plus nine and a half. I really did. And then the more I thought about it, the more I literally I literally filmed a TikTok video, and I started the video by saying, everyone overreacts after week one. And then I said, so let's talk about the week two spreads. And the whole minute-long video was me overreacting. I'm like, here you go. Here you just called out everyone for overreacting, and here you are doing it. But that is why week two is so difficult. We saw the Packers look so awful in week one. I was just so unimpressed by not only Rodgers, but and, – and Rodgers has done this before. The Packers have looked really bad in week one and bounced back in week two, but who is he bouncing back with? He looked like he was out there by himself. He doesn't have the same help. So it it's hard because I, I, I can make a case for the Bears covering this spread – in this rivalry game where Aaron Rodgers owns them, but they're coming off of that emotional win. And I think the emotions could help them just have a little bit more confidence stepping into this game because every other year they know Aaron Rodgers has owned us since 2018. Like, what are we even trying for? But they kind of have a little bit of that positive and, and, and happy mojo going into this game a little bit. So could that help them out? Yes. At the same time, I know that Rodgers is great. I know that he does own the Bears. I know that he has a very great habit of bouncing back. I just worry about who is he bouncing back with. This is not your typical Packers roster. It's not even about Rodgers. Rodgers is great. He will continue to be great. Um, He's back-to-back MVPs, but I just don't think that he has a team this year that is going to allow him to be as great as he could be, if that makes sense. No, I agree. It's it's tough. Part of me feels like they just didn't get the game plan right in week one. Uh, they're sitting there trying to throw the ball with new weapons. You have a two-headed monster backfield with Dylan and Jones. Right. What are we doing? Run the ball, pound the ball. Go look at their numbers. They both ran the ball well. They just didn't give them a lot of touches. They need to They need to go back to the game plan. LaFleur needs to step it up and figure out how to, how to talk to his alpha quarterback without offending him. Because, again, the pettiness that we watched – I'm so bothered by it. I, I just, if Brady threw a ball to a rookie and he dropped it for a touchdown, he'd scream in his face and then he'd get over. He'd be Italian about it. And then they'd be on to the second quarter. Aaron Rodgers wanted to be passive aggressive at a house party and not look, not look. 
the guy in the face still the fourth. I'm like, dude, this you, you, I'm so I'm so down on the Aaron Rodgers energy if he chooses to be yeah, that this year. His energy he, is he's is, gonna is have awful. to be a grown man this year. He's gonna yeah. have to be a grown man and be Agreed. a leader. But yeah, I feel good about it. last thing I'll say on it. Since Aaron Rodgers has been in the league, the Packers have actually been the second best favorite at home, and the Bears have been the second worst. And the the discrepancy is 62 and a half to 42, covered versus not. So historically, the Bears ain't covering. I, I cannot believe that the public is on them. It's it's the same rationale for the Niners Seahawks. You want to take the Seahawks with the points, the nine and a half. You could argue the same thing with the Texans and the 10. Yeah. These teams, they the pendulum has to swing. And eight covers and eight dogs. So or in, in eight favorites last week. It wasn't last year's 12 and four underdogs week one. So there's going to be some, there's going to be some bounce back. Of course, always. That's again, that's why I just, I keep repeating it. Week two is tough. Like it is, it is hard because you're going to get, I think the Rams have a really solid bounce back week. Um, obviously we saw them looking really, really awful, but they get a little bit of extra rest. And I think that they will, they will look better than they did. I'm not saying that they're going to be just like, you know, back on top, but I think they'll look better. I think the Broncos will look better. Um, so it's week two is tough. It is. It's really hard. And, and you kind of just got to not buy into the hype and not be afraid to, to fade the public this weekend. Really, really quickly. Jaguars plus four and a half at home against the Colts. The Jags have covered their last five and they've covered last. Well, that's cool. They've That's covered cool. the last six at home against the Colts. I'm sorry. I know you were on the Jaguars week one. I think it's an excellent pick at home, four and a half. What do you what do you say real quick, fade or follow? I can't back the Jags ever again in my life. Oh not, my not, not while Doug Peterson's got the headset on and Trevor Lawrence is holding the football. Over nine-tenths of the money's on the Colts. Just say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On the Jags. On the Jags. On the Jags. Which 64% of the tickets are on the Colts and nine nine tenths out of the money is on the jack that's that's sharp versus not i can't i can't give you a non-chalk pick i gotta give you a dog divisional dog at home four and a half i think gave they gave and i literally just tweeted i just tweeted earlier this week that if there was a divisional underdog at home i was taking the points do it feel good about it they hurt my feelings monaco they made You're me talking like an idiot. my feelings every third week. Well, I just, I, I'll think about it. I, I do think it is probably a great bet, but ouch. I mean, ouch. Some of the decision-making, it was Doug Peterson and Hackett need to have a tea party because they seem to be <laughs> awfully bad at making decisions, game time decisions. I mean, my God. I agree. Well, that does it for another episode <laughs> of Sports uh, the best gambling show ever on volume sports real quick though. Let's get you out of here with a promotion. We, we love got, promotions around. We, here. we do. We do love promotions. This is a Thursday night football special. So start the NFL week off right with a no sweat, same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel America's number one sports book. Doesn't matter if you're new to the FanDuel or already have an account every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back. If your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit, 
Same game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger parlay. Three to four legs. Why not just plug loose? Phenomenal parlay. I was going to say, I already gave you one. We gave you one. Take take the charges with the points. Take the Eckler over receiving yards. Eckler getting in the end zone. Maybe sprinkle on Kelsey to get in as an anytime TD. Either way, build your own or choose from one of ours or FanDuel's popular SGPs pre-built for you in the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up with promo code MONACO if you don't already have an account. That's promo code MONACO to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. That does it live for another week here on the best gambling show ever. Wonderful job. Let's catch some W's tonight. All righty. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. I mean, Tuesday. (laughs) Later, guys.